What's up? Welcome back to Talk About. Today will be a little longer for an episode because we're doing an MLB recap from Thursday to Sunday's games in MLB. And we will check out some MILB and then some trades. A trade happened over the weekend. So, starting in the AL, we are going to go with the... Thursday's AL's get AL games, and we'll just this is a quick breakdown of it. So, Astros sweep the series of the Yankees, and they win three to two and seven to five. The Tigers and the A's, they split. 72, 5 to, and then 72 Tigers and 5-0 A's. And now for f- the weekend series, the AL. Yankees and Oreos. First game, Yankees win 7-6. Second game, Orioles win 6-3. Deciding the series. The Yankees win 6 nothing. Yankees in the series. And then we have the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. An absolute blowout of the game. 28-5 Blue Jays to game one. 4-1 Blue Jays game two. So Blue Jays already won the series and they sweep. Take out the broomsticks, 8-4. Blue Jays, that's the series win. And then for Tampa Bay Rays at the Kansas City Royals. Tampa Bay wins 7-3 in the first game. Royals, though, win 6-3. And the last game, it's the game, it's a decider. And the Royals take a series from Tampa Bay. Four to two. And now we have the next series, which will be Guardians and White Sox. Guardians win game one, eight to two on Friday. Saturday, there's a doubleheader. Guardians take in. Two seven three, but White Sox team take game three, five to four, and then could, can the White Sox tie it? They do tie it. Shane Bieber gets a loss, six three, White Sox, and then we would have the Rangers at the Athletics. Athletics take game one five to four. Game two we have the Athletics taking the series. In game three, the Athletics have already taken the series, but can the Rangers stop it from being a sweep? They do stop it from being a sweep. Eleven to eight, Rangers. And now we have the last series in the AL. Another Astro series. Astros at Mariners. The Mariners came in with a 14-game winning streak. 
But the Astros blow that way. Game on five to two. Astros win that one. Astros win the next one. Three to one. And the Astros are going for a sweep. Can the Mariners protect stop them from doing it? They cannot. Eight to five. Astros and there the broomsticks are out. Now for the NL. We have one game in the NL on Thursday. This is for a whole series. So I'll just recap the series. Dodgers and Giants. Dodgers take game one, nine to six on ESPN. Dodgers take game two, five to one. Dodgers take game three, four to two. They're looking for the sweep. The Dodgers take game four and they take out the broomsticks, seven to four. And then we have the Reds and the Cardinals. The Reds win game one, nine to five. Cardinals win game two, six to three. And now see if we can present a, they can prevent a serious sweep. And the Cardinals, no, they, see if they can prevent who will win the who will win the series. The series is won by the Reds. They win six to three in Game Three. And now we have the Cubs and the Phillies. Cubs blowout, fifteen two. Cubs win Game One. Game two, Cubs went six to two. Cubs going for the sweep. Cubbies are going to take out the broomsticks. Maybe they do. They went four to three. Next game, next series, we have Marlins and Pirates. Marlins take game one, eight to three. No, eight to one. Pirates take game two. One to nothing. And this is the cider. The Marlins take game three, six to five. That game went into extras. Ten innings to be precise. And then we have another series. Padres and the Mets. Padres take game one, four to one. Padres take game two, two to one. So the Mets are looking to just prevent a sweep here. Mets to prevent a sweep. You could have watched this on ESPN. Eight to five. Joe Musgrove is the loss. And now we have the. Sorry, it's my first time doing this, but we have the Brewers and the Rockies. Brewers take game one six to five in thirteen innings. Brew crew take game two, four to no nine to four. And Brew Crew is looking for the sweep. And they sweep ten to nine. And now we have the T Backs and the Nationals. T Backs win game one, ten to one.
T-Bags take game two, seven to two. Let me guess, the Nationals score three runs this next game. The D-backs lose four to three. So I guessed wrong. So D-backs win the series, but do not get the broomsticks. And now that is it for the series. In the NL now, we're heading to the IL Interleague. One air league matchup Thursday. This is a one game series. Rangers at Marlins. Rangers win that one eight to nothing. Now for Fridays, there's Sunday's games. Braves and the Angels. Braves take game one eight to one. Braves take game two seven to two. Let me guess. One the the Braves. Score three runs and lose. And the Angels take game three nine to one. Dang it. And now for the next interleague matchup. Well, there aren't any interleague matches up matchups. So that was the only interleague matchup over the weekend. So, there's your quick recap, and now we're going to dive into the series. So, Tech Rangers and Marlins. It's the aisle. I'm going to start here, go for every game, every series. So, the scoring was started by Nathaniel Lowe on a single. Jonah Heim follows that up with another single. And then Adolis Garcia follows that up. Three singles to score. Three runs. They were not all in a row. No, they all were in a row. And then top of the fifth. Adolis Garcia hits a home run to make it 5 to nothing. Jonah Heim scores in the home run. The top of the eighth. Elier Hernandez doubles to score Leody Traveris. Then Leody Traveris doubles to score Marcus Simeon and Joe Heim. So the Rangers take that game 8 to nothing. And then we have New York at Houston. At Houston. It, the Astros game, game on 32. The story starts off with the Alex Ringham single. Jose Altuve scores on that. Corley doubles to score Mar Marcio Marusio Dubon. He sits up 2 nothing. TJ LeMay puts the touch lead in half. The full count home run to make. And Isaiah Canaferleva singles to score Aaron Hicks. And then a walk-off happened. JJ Matichevic singles on a ground ball. Shortstop Isaiah Gunner for Leffa. Alex Bergman scores. That is the game. Astros win game one. Game two. Astros take that one. Seven to five. Scoring starts with Jordan. Homers. And Bregman homers as well. And then Jordan doubles. Maldonado scores. And Pena scores. 
Bregman singles, Jordan scores. David Torres, homers, Judge scores. So it's 2-5. to five. Chaz McCormick, homers, J.J. Maddox-Trevick scores. He sits up 7-2. Aaron Judge is a three-run home run. Isaiah Kanafaleff scores. Jitilmia scores. Final score, 7-5 Houston. And then the series, Detroit and Oakland. Detroit takes in one side of two. Scoring opens up the Robbie Grossman double to make it 2-0. And Robbie Grossman doubles again to make it 3-0. But then Steven Biscotti makes it 3-1 on a sack fly. Hey, Mayor Candelario home run, homers, making the, scoring four to, making the score 4 to 1. Seth Brown follows it up with a home run, so it's 4 2, Detroit. Jonathan Scope doubles. Eric Casse scores. Riley Gray singles. Zach Short scores. And then. Right, and then Jonathan Scope, Sackfy, Javi Baez scores, and final score seven to two, Detroit in game. Now on to game two, scoring opens with Sean Murphy home run, two, three run home run, Stephen vote, Sackfy, and then Tony Cap single that to make it five nothing Oakland. It the final score was five nothing Oakland. And now we're going to take a quick break to show you some highlights from Sunday and talk about the Hall of Fame before we return. Here's the highlights from the Hall of Fame speeches. Today it is my privilege and honor to be able to speak on behalf of today's inductees, a gentleman that was born and raised in this area of the state of New York, this African-American is from the Empire State. His name is John W. Jackson, a.k.a. Bud Fowler. Now, in making his pro debut, he became the first black player to integrate a white professional team nearly 70 years before the great Jackie Robinson. There was something magical about this game, though, that caught his eye and the imagine in his imagination that... He'd spend the rest of his life playing, managing, and imagining what this game of baseball could be. I hear today, I can't believe I hear. I look to the left, I look to the right, I'm bringing me some memory. This place right here look like my home in Cuba. I've been so blessed and so lucky. The veteran, the Golden Era Committee putting me in the Hall of Fame. And all those guys right there behind me, the Hall of Fame, who keeping me in the ballot for 45 wonderful years. Right here, the fall call for that beautiful lady right there, James. I can't believe it. I answered the phone. My wife kissed me in the head. I was so happy. You never know how happy I was. I think that I was in my last boss. If I if if I don't go to Hall of Fame, that time is all over for Tony. It's such a privilege to stand here today, as the Hall of Fame honors my father. He was a very humble man, 
but he would be so proud to be here with the best of the best in baseball. 50 years ago, not only did the Mets and the Dodgers lose one of their heroes, we lost a husband and a father. Our greatest gift, although my father's life was cut so short, was his influence on those around him. His teammate, Jackie Robinson, once said, a life is not as important, a life is not important except for the impact it leaves on others. My father sincerely believed that and led a life that has impacted others in a positive way. Our Uncle John was a man for all seasons whose core was brotherly love. And perhaps there was no pub better public display of that love than when he would sing this song to adult and children audiences alike. And I quote, the greatest thing in all my life is loving you. Thank you for loving our uncle. Now, when you hear the words after you answer your phone, this is Gene Clark calling from the Hall of Fame. Those, your life immediately changes. And Gene, those words will resonate with me for the rest of my life. I want to thank uh, several organizations here, the Minnesota Twins, a lot of Minnesota fans here. I pitched there for 13 seasons. I was there almost the entire decade of the 60s. And baseball was new there. And I want to tell you fans of the greater upper Midwest, uh, it was such a pleasure as a young player to start my career up there. And I thank you very much for that. And I was honored to be a part of some terrific teams in the 60s. I am humbled and honored to be included in this fraternity of some of the greatest players to play the game. And I thank you for being part of this wonderful day. As a youngster growing up in Cuba, Minnie learned an important lifelong lesson from his parents. Regardless of the situation, respond to negativity as a gentleman. Today's honor bestowed upon Minnie is most appropriate, not only as a Hall of Fame player, but Minnie was always a gentleman and Hall of Fame person off the field and in the community. From a humble ranch in Cuba to the National Baseball Hall of Fame, what a way to honor such a remarkable life lived and to service to the sport he loved. Minnie was proud to be Cuban, to be an American and a professional baseball player. He also would have been so very proud to be a Hall of Famer. Cooperstown! This is a such an incredible day, an incredible honor, and I'm so humbled to be on this stage right now. The last six months, I received a special phone call to be elected to the Hall of Fame. I've been thinking about how I got here to this stage, Cooperstown, today. When I think about Boston, I definitely think about 2004, 2007, and of course, 2013. After the city was shaken by a marathon bombing, I had never seen a community bounce back and reunite like Boston. And if my story can remind you of anything, let me remind you that when you believe in someone, you can change their world. You can change their future. Just like so many people who believe in me. To everyone that believe in me, 
from my family to coaches to teammates to fans. No, I could not have done this without you. So those are, I'm going to read the list of players in order because you might not have understood. So we start with uh, uh, Dave Winfield talking about Bud Fowler, who was a trailblazer many years before Jackie Robinson. And then Twins legend Tony Olivia thanks his fellow Hall of Famers and discuss how plus he is to be inducted. Erin Hodges speaks about the impact her late father, Gil, had on both the Mets and Brooklyn Dodgers franchises. Dr. Angela Terry, niece of Negro League's legend Buck O'Neill, speaks of the love he spread and received throughout his career. Jim Cat talks about receiving the Hall of Fame call and thanks to Twins organizations and fans. Sharon Min- Minoso, wife of the late Minnie Minoso, crouched his path from ranch in Cuba to baseball's highest honor. And last but not least, no stranger to rousing speeches, David Ortiz, Big Poppy, did not disappoint at the podium for his induction. And now we have the top plays from yesterday. The one-two. Swinging his golf down the left field line. Frazier nearing the chalk. Adam Frazier slides and he makes the catch. My goodness. He began the game with second, has taken over and left. He covered all kinds of ground and was able to track down that softly hit fly ball for round number one. Grounded and a catch by Rivera down to second. Boy, that's a big pick me up, definitely for Bubich. Top spin. Catches it now. He knows. Oh, I got to do is touch the base. Yeah, with go with your hand. That's fine. Any part of your body is it out, and then he's able to stay on his knees and get a throw over there. And whip. Merrifield made a nice little dig. Nice play. Boobich is like, thank you. Yes. What Major League Baseball and what the Hall has done. To, my question is, as you see this, this could be a tough one though. That's wonderful wow. on both ends. Crawling the glove flip, didn't get as much on it as he would like, and then reaching out with the bare hand is Gobbert. He knew he had to go, Huey, because Yelich yeah. runs well. Well, if you don't break immediately off the mound, which he does, you're, you're not going to be able to get this. And then with his right foot, he's stepping on the bag, and then his left hand, he's catching the baseball. Trade candidate coming up. Trade deadline August 2nd. He can do that. And Alec Thomas has got another one. He made a sliding grab to take a base hit away from Garcia in the second. And there's a base hit taken away from Bell in the fifth. I mean, come on, man. I don't know if there's a play he can't make out there. It's amazing. Why do you make fun of you? Because he came to my house with a walking stick, and I made fun of him for about a month. Off the deflection, Didi Gregorius somehow 
apparently this is the only way you're going to get Jan Gomes out today. Perhaps stealing second base, going there up the middle. Nice play by D.D. Garoris, playing off the ricochet, making the spin move, throwing. Tell you what, D.D., last year there was a lot of question about his range, his arm, but this year he's been unbelievable range-wise and arm-wise. Tim Anderson swings at the first pitch, bloops it. Right center field, what a catch by Miles Straw, laying out and hanging on for out number one. He was not going to be denied. I'll tell you what, he was on a full sprint coming in and looked like he was going off a high board. Leads to a run, then chases it out, tries to turn a double play. Downs with a great diving catch on a sinking pop-up in foul ground. One away. Lays out, makes himself a nice play, gets it out here to start the seventh. That was a good six to eight feet off that line. Yeah, he was he way out there. Around. And this is why I continue to say that this guy right now is the best player in Major League Baseball. to home. Another one in the left. Adele lays out and makes the catch. Riley Green with a sky ball to the warning track in left and Nick Gordon makes the play. What a catch by Nick Gordon. Nick Gordon didn't even start the game in left field. And he took one away from Riley Green. The ball, we saw Celestino, that first flyout, the ball kind of drifted, almost got away from him. This one coming back to Nick Gordon, but it's a funky In the center from Connor Falefa, Mullins got a good jump. He will collide with Mateo, and Mateo caught it ridiculously. My gosh, and look where he caught that ball. He almost caught that ball. In center field, out where the normal center fielder plays, but watch for Taylor. He is wide open, all at the same time trying to dodge Mullins. A little juggle, and he comes up with it, Jorge Mateo. So that is it. And we, I don't think I'm going to do this again. It's just a one-time thing. I didn't recap everything. It's already getting really long. I'm not going to do this again, but just... Let me know if you want me to do this again. Uh, you can just leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and I will decide from there. I'm not thinking I'm going to do this again, but you guys could change my mind. So that's it. See ya.